hello, hello, and welcome to Movie the Musical, a podcast about movies that have been turned into musicals. I am your host, Ben Kay. We are here to investigate, interrogate, and celebrate the art of adaptation from screen to stage. We are a podcast that loves questions, and today's question is, Billy, why don't you want to be a boxer, Billy? Why do you want to be a dancer? Why don't you want to work in the mines with your dad, Billy? That's that's the movie. That's that's it. It's the whole movie. That's it, right? Yeah, that's, that's the whole movie, I... and that's the father-son experience for uh, a, a basically lot. everyone assigned male at birth in the Western world. Honestly. <laughs> That was, I mean, that was always, that always has been my impression of this film for the longest time was just, Dad, I want to be a dancer. No, Billy, you're going to work in the mines, which is kind of, I mean, that's make, I'm making him sound like Shrek, which is unfair. A little bit. They a are little in, bit. They are in North England, like, that's it's approximate to a Scottish accent. That's true. Durham. But Durham County. Durham, North Carolina. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> no. I think there's uh, coal mining there too, though, which is weird. It, uh, yeah. Well, and it's so. Well, I mean, we'll get into the. We're gonna dig into the the mining of it all uh, on today's episode, uh, which is of course about Billy Elliot, the 2000 film directed by Stephen Daldry, and its subsequent, I guess, 2006. Six musical adaptation. Uh, I guess well, it was on the West was End. Was that the West End? West End 2005, yeah. I suppose. The 2005 musical adaptation of the same name with a book and lyrics by Lee Hall and music by Sir Elton John. As always, our wonderful producer and editor is here, Bran Moorhead. Hello, Bran. Hello, everybody. I like this movie and this musical. Spoiler alert uh, this for is the a, whole episode. This is, for me, uh, yeah, spoilers, uh, pinning my thesis at the top of this. Well, actually, I don't know if I have, I kind of have a thesis on the adaptation. I have a lot of thoughts on sort of like what it meant for them to take Billy Elliot and turn it into a musical, and especially for the core creative team of the film to adapt it themselves. I think that's maybe one of the most interesting things, is that not only did Lee Hall, who wrote the, the movie, adapt it to the stage, but also the director did the same thing. Stephen Daldry, who directed the film, also directed it for the stage, which you don't... It's like, not, never happens. It, it rarely happens. Director especially. Like, I mean, yes, I think we've, exactly. seen, we've seen the same uh, screenwriter to book writer. Yeah, like a, a, a Mel Brooks. Um, you, well, you know, sure. Like, right now in the West End, you got Back to the Future. Uh, Zemeckis mm-hmm. and Bob Gale are involved in that, and Sylvester's involved in that. But yeah, it's, I would say, again, obviously, because they are very different mediums, it is very, it's rare to see the director of a film adapt that same product to the stage. So yes. I think that's one of the most interesting things that we'll dig into later in the episode. Um, I want to personally say uh, up front that this has been a personal reckoning for me because oh. I'll, I'll say that I, so I, I hadn't seen the film Billy Elliot probably since the early 2000s. Probably since it first came out, and I was still living in merry old England back then. Um, wow. I saw Billy Did Elliot. Did you work in a coke mine? 
I did not work in a Coke mine back in the early 2000s, Fran. No. I, like a Coca-Cola mine? Or are you thinking no, like No, Coke a- is... No, no, not the fun <laughs> kind of Coke. Um... No, Coke sure. is uh, Coke is like a, a form of coal that is used sure. in like home furnaces and stuff. Gotcha. So, uh, no, uh, none. To Either way, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I learned something new today. I love that. Um, there you go. No, but I saw this musical on the West End, and Bran, I did not like it. I did not wow. like it when I initially saw it on the West End. Um, and I'm excited because I got to revisit it because there is a Broadway HD recording, a pro shot of the West End production. Um, so I was able to revisit it through a professionally shot version. Um, and I won't give away all of my feelings, but I definitely do not dislike it as much as I did back when I first saw it in the West End, probably over a decade ago. I think there are... Choices that have been made for the better. I think there are choices that I think are made for the worse. And I think we can, I mean, and I, Brian, I know you love the musical a whole I, lot. I think, I think I don't know how much I actually on this revisit. I did not watch it. I want to watch that version because I saw those available. But I, I saw the original Broadway yes. um, version, the original Broadway cast. And, um... I really liked it then, and I had not seen the movie when I saw the musical. Yes. And I, um, on this watch of the movie, I loved the movie, and on re-listening to the musical and, uh, you know, kind of going through little clips that I found, um, I my I wouldn't say my mood has soured on it because that feels really negative, but it's 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 gone. It's I'm less enthusiastic than I remember being at sure. the time. Yes. Um. And then you know for all the normal reasons that we'll get to when we get to the musical. Right. And I think this is you know like we we sometimes try to do this right. You know we try to think of these musicals both as thinking of them on their own terms and then thinking of them as the byproduct of being yes. adapted from a movie. And I think this is a really interesting one where i think you could make the I, I i might make the argument and we'll see sort of how well it goes later in the episode i might make an argument that i think adapting billy elliott is like a iffy thing to do but i think maybe on its own terms the musical's pretty good maybe or maybe yeah even the, yeah i don't know we'll, we'll get into it but let's before we dig into that let's just talk about 2000's Billy Elliot, uh, directed by Stephen Daldry, written by Lee Hall. He had written a play called Dancer, um, and it clearly, I don't think it was going anywhere, or if it was, they just wanted to turn it into a, mu- a, a, a film, and so they they did. And it's, um, yeah, I like I said, I hadn't seen it uh, since the early 2000s, and I watched it uh, recently, um, and I was... I was struck by it. I was like, a wonderful movie. It's a real, it's like genuinely like, it's not just like, oh yeah, it's pretty good. It's like kind of a miracle, this movie, how yeah. good it is. Um, and, and, and how good his performance is. I mean, like Jamie, Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell is just wow. like a one, like what a find. No uh, kidding. Like, how old was he when they filmed this? Like uh, 12, 13? Been, yeah, like 12 or 13. Like 14 when the film came out. Um, and obviously he's gone on to have an illustrious career. He's, uh, he's Tintin in the movie Tintin. 
Um, he was in that movie. He was in uh, Snowpiercer. He was in uh, King Kong. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say Peter Jackson's King Kong. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. He was uh, The Thing in that really bad Fantastic Four movie from a few years ago. Oh, he was The Thing in that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, but he's a very a lovely actor, it seems. And yeah. In this film, I mean, especially for like, you never know with a child performer. You never know what you're going to get. And they get like, I would argue they get like three or four good child sure, performances yes. out of this movie. <laughs> um, but I mean, this is like, there's a very specific genre, Bran, of like British, like uh, British people in working class conditions, trying to use art to make their lives better. And it's a very specific genre with very specific beats. There's like this, and there's bra stuff, and there's the commitments, and there's uh, calendar girls, kind of, and there's Sing Street, kind of. Um, those are like sort of, and Billy Elliot, I feel, is like, the pillar of that. And not only is it the sure. pillar of that, it's arguably like the exception that proves the rule. It is like, I was so expecting this to be like dripping with sentiment and treacle. Sure. And just, I mean, it, I was, I was expecting Belfast and I know that our past guests, uh, Nina Starter and Brittany Coyne on our Oscar episodes, lovingly defended Belfast, but that is a movie that is just, dripping with unearned uh, sentiments uh, to a degree that I was expecting Billy Elliot to do so. Um, but it really isn't. It's no, I, I don't, it's, it's really just like earnest, but like yeah. in a, in a frank way, it's yeah. I, I hate calling it like simple, but it's, it's just like really just like intentional with what it wants yeah. to show you and how it's showing it to you. Um, I, I kind of hate to use this this way to describe a movie, but it's like a very human movie. Yeah, they all feel really. It feels really intimate and really like grounded and like yeah. just humanity and and especially in like that like fear of being the age that Billy is mm -hmm. of just like sort of the fear of everything and the fear of the unknown and the fear of your own desires and. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's really good. And the, the who's the guy who plays the dad? That's also a really good performance. His name um, is uh, Gary Lewis. Great. He's very good. Um, and of yeah, course, uh, yeah. I, and this is like a movie that um, was an unabashed success. So it's made for like five million dollars. Um, wow. Great. Um, whatever. Like charming little British indie. Um, and it made one hundred nine million at the American box office. Wow. Um. I mean, talk well, about a success great. story. No yeah. kidding. Oh, yeah. Um, it got nominated for three Oscars. Um, it didn't win any of them, but hey, it got nominated. I mean, Stephen, What did it get nominated for? Well, Stephen Daldry got a director nomination. Cool. Which is, like, wild to me, honestly. And then Lee Hall got a screenplay nomination. And cool. then Julie Walters um, as, uh, as uh, Mrs. Wilkerson. Uh, that's her name, right? Uh, the teacher? Yeah. 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 She got she so. got nominated for supporting actress. Yeah. Cool. Um so like good for that. Jamie Bell won a BAFTA. Wild. Uh, yeah, I think it's one still, of the youngest people to ever is he the youngest? He might still be the youngest. Um, Interesting. 
Man, I and Stephen Dol- listen. Props to Stephen Daldry for breaking in this year. Uh, for winning for when he was nominated for best director, he was his fellow nominees were uh, Ang Lee for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Wow. Uh, Ridley Scott for Gladiator. Wow. And two Steven Soderbergs. Uh, two for, Steven Soderbergs. Yeah, for Traffic and Aaron Brockovich. Sure. Did and, he won for Aaron Brockovich? No, he won for Traffic. Traffic. Yes. Damn, crazy. <laughs> yeah, so like, I don't what know. What a year for movies. What a year for movies. Um, I guess we could we could talk. We'll never, well, who's never say never. Maybe they'll make a musical <laughs> out of it. Um but this is the same year as Gladiator. I recently watched most of that movie again. Sure. Pretty good movie, Ridley really? Scott. Yeah. A Ridley Scott pretty movie? Good pretty movie. good movie. Pretty good. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Crazy. But pretty good movie. That's what also, I but the, yeah. the, the biggest thing I was struck by watching that again is like, I remember all the hype and just like <laughs> so much talk about how ripped and huge that Russell Crowe got for that movie. Sure. And don't get me wrong, looks great. Like, uh, but he looks, compared to movie stars in action movies, especially in, like, superhero movies now, he looks like somebody's dad, man. He's just like, <laughs> it's great. I mean, like, 300 really did, like, completely change the landscape of that. Because those sure. guys, I mean, obviously, they're, like crazy huge in 300 and now that's yeah. just every fucking movie everybody looks like that now and russell crowe i just remember there being like men's health having a fucking cover story of like this is the gladiator diet that they went on and stuff and like he's just like <laughs> he looks great don't get me wrong but like comparatively yeah just like some guy over there well now i'm seeing if there is a ridley scott movie that could be turned into a musical I mean, Gladiator um, would be wild. I Gladiator would, love would for be to do that. bonkers. Um, I mean, Thelma and Louise, I guess. Oh yeah, that 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 would be one, I suppose. Um, You've Alien. seen the last duel. Could you do that? Oh, uh, I don't know. Like you could, you could. Oh uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta get someone. Yeah, you gotta get some real good fucking writers to adapt that thing. Yeah, that'd be rough. You could, but it'd be tough. Um, Alien, someone could tr- finally try and do Alien the musical. I mean, there was a long-running uh, Chicago production of a thing called Alien Queen, the musical. Oh. And it was an alien musical set to the music of Queen. I mean, With like sure. a rock, like a live rock band and, you know, really goofy, campy, but, you sure. know. All right, and of course we'll get the musical adaptation of The Martian. Uh, so back to Steve. Now, <laughs> so Stephen Daldry, who maybe has one of the strangest film careers, I think, um, really bonkers. So obviously he started in the world of theater, and then he makes Billy Elliot, gets an Oscar nomination. Great, cool, you, amazing. You're 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 a guy now. You're one of the guys now. Um, so his next movie, two years later. Yeah, Billy Elliot was his feature debut, which is, again, a very Wild. accomplished film debut. Good on you, my guy. Um, he makes The Hours. Have you seen The Hours, Brian? Not in years. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to see it, but... I was like, um, I came. that came out in the time when I really gave a shit about the Oscars, so I sure. watched everything. Yeah. And I saw it then, but... Yeah. I mean, you know what? Why, what year did that come out? 2002. Oh, 2002. Okay. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. I might have rented that one from a real video store then. Yeah. Meryl Streep, Julianne Moore, Nicole Kidman. She won Nicole Kidman won the won the Oscar 
for playing Virginia Woolf. Virginia Woolf, yes. Yep. <laughs> um, and yeah, and, and it's another one where he it's he he tends to collaborate with playwrights a lot on the films that he is making. So Lee Hall obviously was a stage writer. Sure. Um, for the hours, he collaborates with David Hare, another uh, playwright. Um, he collaborates with David Hare again on The Reader. Have you seen The Reader? I have never seen The Reader. The Reader Can, is... It's, uh, it's not good? <laughs> uh, spoilers, not good. Uh, That's Kate Winslet, though, right? Kate Winslet. She yeah, won the yeah. Oscar for it. Um, fine. She did a lot of reading. She really did. She read quite she did a the reading. bit. Um, she read. She did the assignment. Uh, she understood the assignment. No, it's it's not, and it's the whole egregious thing with the reader is that it came out the same year as Revolutionary Road, a movie that arguably yes, also arguably also isn't a great movie, but inarguably Kate Winslet is doing much better work in that movie. And kind of well, sucks. that movie was yeah. about so like Ballyhooed because it was Leo and Kate getting back together exactly in the movie yes. as two leads. Yes, and and, and also Sa- Sam Mendes, another stage director, turned film yep. director. Um, yep. He then follows this up with one of the most uh, insane films ever made, extremely loud and incredibly close. Never seen that one. Uh, a bizarre film. Um, it's Based on what, an airport novel, right? You know, like everybody's favorite Essentially, airplane. yes. Yeah. Um, another film about um, a topic that comes up too often on this podcast, 9-11. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a 9-11 book. And yes. I never knew that. Yes. I was one of, that's another one of those I, could, like, I looked at the cover and how popular it was and was like, not for me. Yeah. Um, well, actually, the screenplay for that's by Eric Roth, who's more of a screenwriter than a playwright. But whatever. That I thought one? you said Eli Roth for a second. I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no, no. Eric Roth of, uh, yeah, yeah. of yeah, that guy. Um, then he, he takes a little bit off because I think Extremely Loud got a viscerally toxic reaction. Uh, I mean, it's it honestly, that movie has the feeling that I was worried Billy Elliot would have. It's very overly sentimental. It has a score that's really doing the work for it. It's just so, like, on the nose with its messaging of, like, what it wants to be about. Um, and so then he makes another movie called Trash, which... Like, Hell yeah. Which do- doesn't exist. Like, I don't even know if it was released in America. Like, that's how much I don't think it exists. Like, mm. maybe... It, oh, no, it was, like, but barely. And it's, like, about... It's also... Yeah, you wrote it with Richard Curtis. Or, yeah, Richard Curtis wrote it. It's about these three Brazilian teenagers who find, like, a wallet in the trash and it, like, leads them into, like, some mess. I don't know. It's trash! It's a movie called Trash! I like the title. It's a it, good title. And then, so that was 2014, and he hasn't made a movie until last year. He made a COVID movie, one of those classic COVID movies. It was called Together, and it starred James McAvoy and Sharon Horgan, and it was written by the stage writer Dennis Kelly. And it's just one of those, like, oh, we're two Two people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's two people. So it's a movie. (laughs) Anne Hathaway had one, too. Yes. She would tell it you for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, You gotta do it. I guess Um, so. The only good COVID movie, uh, Bran, is Kimmy. I think that's... Cyrano's a COVID movie. 
you know what? I, no, we'll oh, you mean a, you're talking genre? This particular yeah, genre. Yeah, the only movie that in recent in recent times that has COVID as a part of the narrative. Oh, oh, got it's it. Is what yeah. I mean, and and obviously because of that, like that affected the limitations of it. Yeah. Um, Kimmy, back to Soderbergh. Um, that motherfucker. Um, Kimmy's an excellent example of how to use COVID in a way that is smart and not overbearing. Um, and also Zoe Kravitz has blue hair in it. So I don't know. Oh, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't no. seen that one. <laughs> For, yeah, you know what I do kind of want to see that is a, a made in COVID times movie. I kind of want to see Ambu LA Ants. Uh, I, <laughs> I do, That's how yes. we have to pronounce that, right? <laughs> Ambu, Ambu L.A. Lance. L.A. Ants, rather. Ambu, I, I just call L.A. it. L.A. Ants. <laughs> that's what it is. Ambu L.A. Ants. I just call it Ambu Lance. Ambu Lance. Ambu, yes. oh, that's pretty good. I kind of see that piece of shit. Like, the way I, I kind of love Michael Bay I, sometimes. Well, I think the thing is that the culture, mainstream film culture has degraded so much that like Michael Bay, who... Is an who is an auteur, but like he, yeah 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 like unabashedly just like he's like oh you have a style it doesn't matter like we don't like Absolutely. the style but you have a look and you have a style yes we love you now <laughs> well I mean I think he's at his best when he's work when when he does stuff that's not uh like licensed like IP sure, you know what well, I mean I like mean, Transformers yes. are god awful obviously the first one is kind of fun. But like other than that, like yeah, not yeah, good. But, right down like hill, Bad yeah. Boys and Bad Boys Two. Come on, Mwah, sure. Chef's Kiss. I, and this feels yeah. like a Bad Boys Two to me. Like sure. just dumb, dumber than a box of rocks. I, but Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> is is uh, looking good and being a villain. You know, come yeah. on. And Maybe I, it's fun. I would I would see it. I'd like if I could go like on a cheap matinee day. I'd definitely go and see it yeah. in the theater. Like no. Question Man, um, remember when they used to have those Tuesday all day was oh, like five bucks? God, nah, that's never coming back. Uh, you know, it's that's never great. coming. You know, it's never coming back. The coal mining industry, Billy, that is definitely <laughs> true. <laughs> well, it's so because right because the whole sort of um, crux of this film is that the coal mine coal miners are going on strike, um, deservedly so. Um, was, you know. and, and it was the real <laughs> yes. strike in the, what is yeah. it? Uh, there was one in 74. I think this, this one's eight, in like 80, 84. 84, yeah. Yes. 79 and 84, my apologies. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's just so funny because it's like, yeah, obviously, like you want to side with the coal miners. You want to, like, you, you workers' rights, solidarity, solidarity, as we'll sing later in the episode. Um, oh, yeah. But then you're like, you know, you're watching this in 2022 and it's like, yeah, you know, coal mining isn't really like a viable business anymore. No. Like it's like there are better energy sources. Uh, sure. But, yeah, but you know of what I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it's a little. Yeah, it's dated in that way. But sure. Histor. It's like know, historical now. Historical fiction. It honestly though. Um, but yeah, so we're following this one family. Yeah, the father is a coal miner, and the son, the oldest son, right. Is is working yes. the mines too? Yes. Um, Michael? No, that's the friend. No, that's What's the friend. his name? His name. Tony. Tony. Uh, Tony. Tony. I think it's Tony. Um, I think you're right. Uh, yes, Tony Elliott. What a last name. This also, first name, uh, last name. Yeah. Che- cheers to whoever. Uh, it must have been Lee Hall. I'm guessing just coming up with that name, Billy Elliott. I don't know if yeah, it's just great. because it's so ubiquitous now, but it's just yeah. like very catchy. Billy Elliott. It's like um. Oh, what's the what's the classic literature? It's also British. 
Oliver Twist? There's, that's a good one, too. No, I'm thinking of something else. Um, another two first names? The Interesting Life of blank blank. Yeah, it's kind of another first name. Sure, sure, um, sure. If it comes to you, let me know. Uh, maybe I'll think of it. It'll <laughs> shoot me like a bolt of lightning in the head. But yeah, so uh, there, there's... Uh, yeah, so Billy... Uh, his mother's um, his mother dies. Uh, the grandmother still lives with them. Um, he's taking boxing classes. He's not very good at it. Um, but then in the same uh, like gymnasium uh, where the boxing takes place, uh, there's also ballet classes. And he just sort of like stumbles upon them. And yeah, you know, he's, he's transfixed by it. He's like, yeah, this this looks very cool. I'm down for that. Um, there's this lovely little transition of like him playing with a stick in the roads and it transitions to like a match cut of like Fred Astaire in like an uh-huh. old movie with a hat and a uh-huh. cane, which was, I was like, ah, Steven, uh-huh. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it, and yeah, so the, and the dance class is led by, uh, uh, Mrs. Wilkinson played by Julie Walters. Um, Again, a lovely performance. Glad she got uh, an Oscar nomination for yeah, it. Yeah, she's the best part. She's one of the best parts of this movie, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Um, she's also, uh, I would be uh, remiss to not mention that she is, of course, in the Paddington films. Um, she plays Mrs. Bird. Uh. She plays Mrs. Bird, the housekeeper for uh, for the family in the Paddington films. Um, so, you know, that's always nice. Uh <laughs> But yeah, and so the film, the film like is just following Billy's l- l- learning to love ballet and learning to sort of like. And I mean, it's it's a film about masculinity, and it's a film Absolutely. about yeah, and it's a film about him exploring his own masculinity and what it means for him uh, to be a boy, to be a young a young man growing up. And he, obviously, so in that he has his friend Michael. Um, played. He's a, He's very lovely. You you yes. texted me last night. Trans icon. <laughs> yeah, honestly though. Um, uh, he's played gay boyfriend Michael Stuart Wells. Um, is very lovely in it. Yeah, so he's dressing up in his mom's clothing. Um, uh, why not? yeah, and Billy Elliot's mom is dead. That's like pretty. That's a shadow that looms large over this film. Sure. Um, and over their family dynamic. Yeah. And but they do have uh. Maybe her mom, or is it his dad's mom that lives yeah, with them? The, the grandma. The grandma? Yeah. Uh, I she's awesome I too. I mean, she's great too, and she has a lovely moment in the stage show. But um, it's his maternal grandmother, so it's okay. the mom's mom. Yeah. I could yeah. have been a professional dancer. <laughs> yeah. Just says it over and over. <laughs> um, and. Uh, yeah, Michael's his friend. What where what else happens here? So Well no, I, I mean I just I just want to sort of like touch on like how you know it's I think it's like a really kind of complex in a really lovely way where it's like, listen, the movie isn't like saying that like Billy's gay. Like that's not what no. it's saying. It's like saying like look, like masculinity is this ever evolving, ever fluid, if you will, thing that can stretch in whatever direction like suits yes. you. So it's like you have like a character like Michael who's like, yes, like um, he's a cross dresser and like what have you and like that's the like like the route he will take in his life. And Billy's yeah. just like, for me, like I, maybe I'm not gay, maybe maybe I'm straight, maybe I'm gay, who cares? But I know that like for me to be whatever my definition of man is, that means I want to be a dancer. 
Yes. Which I is like, like ballet, and I'm yeah, I, I'm good at it. Yeah, and I could and it, be really good at it. You know. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's like, and sort of like that, the ripple effect of that in this town, where it's like that is like unheard of, and that is yeah. just like not what, like yeah, like it's just like so, cl- like clearly just like, uh, being a man means working in the mines and boxing. And football and wrestling, like yeah. that is, that is like the rigidity of what being a man is. Don't be a poof. But, yeah, they're... don't be a yeah a poof is the word they like to oh, use. Oh boy, how about some exceptional dialects? In <laughs> I this mean, movie? well, I mean, oh, obviously, well, I mean, Lord, obviously, so yeah, good. they got like probably just like went to went no, I, to yeah. Durham I, County. I don't yeah. mean the I don't mean the I don't mean like the the work that the actors are doing. I'm just mean just in general. What a yes, great yes, dialect. Yes. This like uh, what is I guess Western England, northwestern, well, north, yeah, north northeast yeah. England actually, northeast yeah. England. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I mean it's it's proper working class, absolutely. Oh, it's so and I mean, good. you. I don't know what it is, and like Brand, maybe you can like correct me here. I feel like I've I see so many like great. I feel like like British, uh, British film is so good at like making work about like class dynamics and exploring yeah. like the lower class, like sort of like class politics in a way that like a lot of American films. Don't really. I feel like that. Class... Oh no! Well, class consciousness exists exactly. so much more in Britain than it does in the U.S. Yes, because it's been just like completely beaten and propagandized out of culture and like just people's mindset in this country. Yes, especially post collapse of the Soviet Union. You know, mm-hmm. but really before that, like even the fifties, and like just and it. I, I I would say that part of that reason is because. America's a much more racist country. Sure, than, yeah. I mean, Brit, don't get me wrong. British, plenty yes. racist. But, like, I mean, that's, that is the history here, is yeah. there are black people that are, are slaves in an underclass, and there are white people that own them. And poor white people, don't worry about that. Not a thing that exists until, sure. yes. you know. The reason there's poor, poor white people, because slaves are, slavery is illegal now. Gosh, dang it. You know, like, I mean, yeah. like, that's never, like, that's not so explicit, like, a lot of times. But that's sort of the collective unconscious in this yeah. country. Whereas like London, you know, there, there are Royal, there's royalty. So there's like a very, <laughs> sure, very, yeah. very top class, you know, which yes. you literally ruled the country for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Right. And it's then just, all yeah. the way down to these poor poofs in the mines here, you know? <laughs> yes. It's a much, yes. I, I think that's fair. There's a much more overt class politics. Yeah. In the United Kingdom, and there's yeah. and and there's and you know especially in this time period a pretty it was it was on its uh, very much on its way on the decline um, and maybe it's even well I was gonna say it's on its way up but that's just fooling myself yeah, the labor knows? party there's a labor party and like a there are especially during the eighties there was a like a whole movement in politics as and especially among all these unionized working class people of like wanting to push for a more socialist England sure. and wanting to keep like, cause they, they, that's the thing about like part of this, part of this strike that happened, this national, this was part of a mm-hmm. national strike um, that Margaret Thatcher ended up crushing. Um, but like it was, they were all the coal industry was nationalized at the time. And Margaret Thatcher wanted to privatize all industry. She was like incredible. She was like a mm-hmm. classic neocon, of just wanting to privatize. She has all these, like, all this philosophy of, like, well, whenever stuff is, um, 
whenever something is run by the government, then it stops producing product, which makes it yeah. unprofitable, which mm-hmm. is just like, okay, well, I wonder why. Because you did that? Because you engineered <laughs> it to do that way? Because you are the fucking government? Anyway, um, so that was her whole philosophy. And this, 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 this particular coal mining strike was almost, um, in the collective unconscious, a push uh, back against the inevitability of complete privatization of everything mm-hmm. of the social welfare state, except for the NHS, which they managed to hold on to, you know? It's, isn't it wild that they made a whole fucking movie about Maggie Thatcher, that one Meryl, Meryl Streep and Oscar? Wasn't that so nice of them to do? Is that the Iron Lady? <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm not, I didn't see that shit. <laughs> it's... Is it? It's pretty pro Maggie Thatch. It's. I mean, it's just like you know, she was a complicated woman. What can you? What can you do? Oh my God! Sure. <laughs> yeah, you know. Had, yeah, I mean, listen. If Maggie Thatcher wasn't gonna gaslight gatekeep girl boss, then who was? You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she, uh, that nice. that is maybe one of the best additions that the musical does is to add that middle finger of a Maggie Thatcher song. Merry Christmas, Maggie Thatcher. Thatcher. Yeah, Beautiful song. Mwah, chef's kiss. We'll get into that Very later. Very fun. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, the father eventually finds out about the ballet, gets super pissed off at him. He destroys the piano for firewood. He's like, oh, it's culture, bah humbug. Um, it's very sad. And then eventually, I think it just, it gets to a point where he like, you, you know, I think he, he speaks with Mrs. Wilkinson and is just like, this is what he loves. And like. You know he's right. Like they've lo- he's lost his mother. He's yeah. already lost like so much in this life. Maybe like this will be the thing that will make him happy. Yeah. Um. It unfortunately means he goes back to work. He's because he's like I need to raise money for his audition. Yeah. He goes to scale. Well, he starts to, and then like uh, this is uh oh yeah. So that is the uh one two fourth time I cried watching this movie is when he <laughs> sure. goes to work. Goes he gets on the scab bus and yeah. his son sees him and like he like collapses and he's like he's just a kid he's just eleven like this is yeah. like what else what are we we're done we're finished like what else am I supposed to do you know yeah but then they're like don't do it and so he doesn't scab which good I'm glad he didn't end up scabbing um and then yeah they and then I think they that's the moment where they. They also like he pawns off his uh, the dead mother's jewelry. Yeah, to get enough money for the audition. Mm-hmm. Oh man, there's this crazy uh, fairy that they take that's like suspended by a cable. Sure, that's yeah. wild. <laughs> at one point, I got it. Because obviously, I I only really grew up in like the the uh, the suburb of North London, and so and that was like you know we'd we'd visit Cornwall every now and then, which is like one of the southernmost points of, of England. But I haven't really explored a lot of uh, England because obviously I moved to America when I was 11. Only really went back to England to visit family in that same suburb. Um, sure. So, I, I mean, like, obviously England is a pretty big... Like, not obviously, like, compared to the world, it's very small. But, like, sure. th- there's a lot of places to go. It's a very yeah. old country. Uh, yes. with a, with, I'm just, like, so curious to sort of explore... Yeah, like where the fuck is this little that crazy fairy? Like, suspended cable fairy? <laughs> so cool, very cool. But yeah, he goes to the audition. Um, he he does okay. He thinks he does okay. He beats up another kid. Uh, yeah, ball, baller move. The kid, the, the kid's just like, it's okay. You'll, He's you'll, like, fuck you'll... you, kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> 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 Jesus. It's like, yeah, Billy, go, go, go. 
Um, this is the moment that I cried um, when they ask him, how does dancing make you feel? Yeah. And then he's just like talking about it. And it's this, that's the little speech that obviously is going to be turned into a song for the stage show. But it's yeah. like, it's very earnest and very lovely. And it, and it literally, I literally wrote that Jamie Bell is just so fucking good. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, what a, what a kid, what a mensch. Um, and then he gets in. He yep. gets and, and it's, like, it's this moment where like he gets the card and he like runs to his room and he's like crying and everyone in the house is like, what is it? What is it? And they open the door and he's just like in tears and he's just like, I got in. Oh, oh, yeah. right in the heart. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the, the dad is like so excited. He's like, yeah, he got in. And he like goes to the pub, but they're like, strikes over. The union came to go back to work. Yeah, yeah we lost. Uh, yep. And it's like, which I. A, a worse version of this movie would have, like, obviously it wouldn't be historically accurate, but it would have yeah. been like the Union won, like going Ugh, back. To, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, the grandma like gets her, like she's uh, she's not sick anymore. Like ever, the... it's like it's like uh, Willy Wonka, <laughs> and she just stands up and starts dancing in the yes. bed or something. Like, the mother, uh, Billy's mom, actually wasn't dead. Wasn't she's dead. alive she... the whole time. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, the letter! I wrote that letter as a joke, Billy. Don't you worry, oh I'm God. alive. I wrote that letter to to <laughs> motivate you to be yourself. Like that's fucked up, mom. <laughs> but no, it's a more real. It's a really lo- Mrs. Wilkinson opens up like a new dance studio, and it's yeah, got, like, yeah, three totally. floors. <laughs> but Spin no, it, Mr. Braithwaite. <laughs> But it's uh, very the beautiful like sort of like sequence of shots where you have you have like the shot of all the miners in the elevator just like yeah. going down. You have Mrs. Wilkinson just like alone in the gym, and it's like yeah, it's like Billy Elliot was like my favorite pupil I've had in That's, a while. That was it, you know. And Much now better. he's gone. Yeah, yeah. It's like now what? And then you have Billy. And she's just, like, he's yeah. like, I'll miss you, and she's like, No, you won't. It's, you know, you won't. Yeah. You'll, you'll move on. It's you have to go find a life now. Yeah. Um, um, and then Billy's just on the bus, and there's that heartbreaking moment of like the yeah. the of uh, Tony, right? Uh, yep. Trying trying to say like I love you, and he's like, "What? I can't hear you." Oh. Yeah. And then you get a, li- a cute little flash forward. Flash forward. I love this. Yes, it's very. I, I, I remember this, this vividly. Uh, when I was watching, I was like, oh, yes. Um, so they flash forward. It's uh, Tony and the dad running late, but they get there in time to the ballet performance. It's, it's cool because they have they don't yeah. do any, they don't look that different. You know, they're no, not like, oh, no, no, they have a beard and gray hair. Or something yeah, exactly. Like that. So you don't really, I was like, you know, you don't really know that they're, it's not just like a school recital a few yeah. months later or something. And then, you know, he's like, tells the usher, like, will you tell Billy Elliot his family's here? And mm-hmm. then, you know, and the camera pans over and you see a, like, person dressed in, as it, it, feminine. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, hey, Tony. And he's like, hi. Oh, Michael. And it's yeah. Michael. And he's like, <laughs> he's, he's, and he's dressed as a woman at the ballet. And he's like, I wouldn't miss this for the world. And mm-hmm. I love that. And, and then we go backstage and, yeah. He's doing and see, someone like, like older Billy, yeah, older older Billy doing someone like mm-hmm. bit, of a, the... bit of bit of a cutie. Not gonna lie, older yeah, oh, older yeah, Billy, good. Um, Look. and uh, and it's a callback to because like they listened to Swan Lake, Swan Lake, yeah, on the on the Weird Fairy, 
And she tells him, like, well, it's just a ghost story. You know, she kind of tells him the plot, and he's like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. And she's like, that's a magic, it's a ghost story, you know? Like, yeah. And then, and then, yeah, he just does a like beautiful some sort of leap with a French name, yeah. And, uh, uh, well, yeah. And so this and interesting fun fact. So this is Adam Cooper played older Billy Elliot, um, and he is an, an English dancer, um, and he originated this role in this contemporary version of Swan Lake by Matthew Bourne. Oh. Um, and so, like, like he was doing this around the time that Billy Elliot was, like, filming. So they were just like, oh, yeah, you sh- do this. This makes sense thematically. Um, we need we need five shots, like, yeah. literally. That's, that's not I mean, very long. And that's the beautiful thing. It's just, like, him, like, leaping up he in the air. He leaps and goes into slow motion, and it kind of freeze frames. And then yeah. we go back into the first shot over the credits, of which yes. was Billy Elliot, like, jumping on the bed. Yeah, uh, hot take. Very, great movie. Great movie. <laughs> movie like it's just think, it is, uh, yeah, yeah it's 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 very good the only little things we kind of skipped over is i love the christmas scene with sure. um michael and like they're at the boxing place just dancing together and then he dances in front of his dad like very defiantly mm-hmm. you know and maybe that's the moment where his dad is like okay yeah you're good at this like we gotta i gotta let you do this this is clearly what you want to do um, and then I like, I kind of love like his, him and Debbie's like weird sure, relationship. Yeah. He goes over there and they're like kind of playing around and like, like it's like fight. really intimate yeah. and like, you know, and it's, you know, once again, they're like supposed to be 11, 12, 13. And so they're yeah. like going through early puberty and like maybe horny, who knows, you know, and like, but like finding companionship. And then later mm-hmm. on, she's like. She's like, what? Don't you like me or whatever? And he's like, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> and she's like, I'll show you my fanny. <laughs> I know. Like, like, okay. Horny ass Debbie over here. It's oh like, God. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I just like, I like, I, I thought it was, I did. But then like, because of those little scenes, I thought it was sad at the end. He like barely, he doesn't even like say goodbye to her. I he's know. just like, peace out. <laughs> Gotta go do my own thing. Justice for horny Debbie. Um, yeah, she'll get her due. And Billy Elliot too. Back to school. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. Can you imagine an HBO Max original series, Billy yeah, Elliot two, or some bullshit like that? Well, you don't need to worry about that because we've already got an extension to the Billy Elliot universe in two thousand five in the West End. So yeah, not actually too long after the film came out. Um, Billy Elliot, the musical, emerged from the minds of the people who wrote it. Um, I think he said emerged from the minds. The minds, yeah, like brains, like no, the, the minds. Like mine oh, the minds, mine. the coal mines. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, like the biggest addition to this songwriting team at the time was one Sir Elton John. Um, joining the the fray, um, and I'll, I mean, Bran, I I really go back and forth with some of these songs. I don't know how you feel about like the songs in Billy Elliot's The Musical. They're a little hit or miss sometimes. Yeah, yeah. like uh, I mean, it's and it's interesting because and something we didn't really touch upon uh when we're talking about the film is that like obviously like a lot of stuff happens like obviously there's a lot of plots and like conversation but there are honestly like a lot of moments of like stillness yes and just like watching billy just like going from environments to environments and dancing and moving and exploring himself um 
and there's a lot of just like stillness and movement. And I was like, this is like so transfixing and exciting. Yeah. Um, and so like thinking like, and again, like I don't like fool that I am to posit what the show should be instead of what it is, you know, but like, yes. but, but, but I mean, that's being, kind of what we're here to do though. I right? know, but I'm just like, I'm like, what, what would like Billy Elliot, the ballet look like now there's an idea like that's what i was like that was like the big thing because like for me the moments that shine the most in billy elliott's the musical are the ones where they're relying on movement to do yes. the storytelling and like obviously like you have moments like the, obviously the angry dance at the end of act one is like a prime yeah. example of like the show working at its best, like using yeah. this, this method of storytelling to express emotion. Um, even in like the number solidarity, um, yeah, they've got my like, favorite kind of musical number. Yeah. Oh, a yeah, lot all of stuff, stuff happening. Lots of stuff happening. <laughs> Plot going on, and it's really long, and we yeah. change locations like five times. And so you that's have right, a, that's, yeah. that's the peak of the musical for me. I mean, not only sure. because I love that particular genre of song, but like that song is so catchy. Yes. It's really clear storytelling with the staging, um, but really with the like the lyrics of the song. Yes. And, the way that it's, it also follows the script of the movie of that section, like really, really closely, yeah. especially the um, teacher. Miss um, Wilkinson, yes. Wilkinson, yes. Um, but like, yeah, I love that sequence. I love uh, mm -hmm. in the original staging too, you know how there's the one moment where um, uh, 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 whatever the boxing coach's name and the dad are talking. Sure. Like, like what do you mean he has to come, come to boxing? If he's not going to boxing, <laughs> where the hell has he been? Um, and, uh, upstairs, and then the, the, the ballet, the ballerinas are, are singing the solidarity forever upstage. <laughs> and in the original stage, you remember very distinctly, cause all the miners are like striking on yes. one half and it keeps coming back and forth. And in that moment, the like big dirty miners are all holding the tiny little ballet ballerinas up yes. while they sing that. <laughs> it's just really it's, like, no, cool. it's just like that blending is just yeah. so fun. Absolutely. Um, Really, really tremendous. Um, uh, and yeah, but then it's like, but then, I mean, the the low point of the show for me, just like to go to the exact opposite end of the spectrum. Yes. Um, again, I'm so curious what you think of this, is is expressing yourself. Yeah. Which is just like... Um, yeah, it's, I it's mean, so Michael's character as a whole is... Yeah. It's almost it's, played for laughs, man. It's a bummer. Yeah. It it's is. a real bummer because it doesn't feel that way in the movie at all. It is no. like, yeah. and just, I mean, like you were kind of alluding to that. I that didn't really get to make your point on is like, I think that this, the musical and this is most musicals. Yeah. Like it lacks so much of the intimacy and the grounded humanity that I was talking about at the beginning that mm -hmm. the film has, because it doesn't dare to live in that silence. It doesn't. And we don't get to see these moments mm -hmm. of just human contact between two people and no. between these kids who are trying to figure themselves out. Yeah, like, like and that, right, that's the thing. Like, you don't really have, like, Michael and Billy's, like, moment of, like, exploration or, like, like yeah. connection is a big, lavish musical number yeah. with dancing dresses. Like, yep. what do you do with that? It's too much. It's just, yeah, yeah it's not. And like I say, it's, like, becomes a... 
I mean, I think they were going for like a glitter and be gay moment, you know. Sure, like, but that's I just what they're I, going for, but that doesn't work. It's but just it's also like a to- joke, and it's be- and especially just because nothing else in the show ever reaches what that number is doing. It's just yeah. such a it sticks. I mean, it sticks out like a sore thumb. Absolutely, and the big dancing dresses too. Like, there's no like. Sort There's of no... hyper real moments exactly, in the rest yeah. of the show. It's a pretty still, pretty grounded, dirty musical. You yes. know, like and like I get, like I get what it's doing, like thematically. It's like all, of, it's a, literally about how Michael expresses himself and how he sees the world. But again, yeah. it's just, it's not a piece with what no. anything else in the show is doing. So I just don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. Know. It is a bummer. Uh, but yeah, I do think the stage version is just like very successful at creating, yeah, using the staging to create yes. this direct conflict between the mining worlds and the ballet worlds. Yes. Obviously, you were talking about how it does that in solidarity. Um, sorry. I think I, I, overall it brings in the like the strike and the miners to be uh, not as not an equal point because the show is still called Billy Elliot after all. But <laughs> sure. um, like. <laughs> It, it is. It feels a lot more prominent than it does in the movie. I think it feels like a backup thing, sha- overshadowing uh, the film a lot. And part of that's because, like, so many shots. There's like, oh yeah, there's a there's a big pile of coal behind him. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna forget because I see the location that we're at. And obviously, you can't do that really on stage. Yeah. Um, but by bringing that ensemble in and like showing so much of more of those protest scenes, and there's a couple of scenes like in the union hall that I feel yeah. like there's not very much of in the mu- yeah. in the movie. And again, obviously the Maggie Thatcher songs, like yeah, such yeah. A, a large union presence. Putting absolutely. it in. Oh, and even the opening. I mean, that reminds me. The opening of the musical is like a voice, yeah. an old oh, tiny yeah. news clip, mm-hmm. uh, talking about the miners' strike and really yeah. setting that up as a backdrop. I think it does that really successfully. Yeah. And I will say, I think Elton, like Elton John, is listen. Elton John, hot take, good songwriter, good pop songwriter. Like, wow. Unquestionably. Um, some of the greatest songs of the 20th century. Um, and I think he does do a decent job of, like, musically differentiating these different worlds. I mean, like, songs like The Stars Look Down and Once We Were Kings are very yeah. distinct in the sort of, like, English, like spirit not, not spiritual in that sense but like the english sort of like working yeah. class solidarity if you will kind of song and then you have numbers like shine and like shine's boom. okay yeah but again like it's you're creating like a musical palette right you're creating these different musical flavors um mm-hmm. for these different characters to express themselves even like grandma's song which is a very sweet little like uh, side, yeah, yeah, which again kind of comes out of nowhere, but also is just like a genuinely just very good character number. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's like, wild because I feel like that song always happens at like the if that song were in, a, in any other musical, it would be in either either early or right at the midpoint of the second act. And instead, I think it's like so, the yes. third song. Of the yeah, show. <laughs> wild. That's I mean, I'm fine with that. It's just a it's like this that type of like you know, one-off character song that's not, you know, is thematic and, like, is a character in the show, but it doesn't really have anything to do with the plot. No, Always like, happens, like, to give somebody a break in the second act. Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> honestly, but it's just, like, it It kind of just, like, justifies its own existence just by how good it is, right? It's just, like... Yeah, it's really good. Very, 
it's just like catchy and like yeah like does mm-hmm. really strong character work and is funny and emotional and it's just people like, should be doing that one at at well actually I can say Davenport's because I don't work there anymore. I... You should do like, out of all the overplayed <laughs> songs and character songs that people do at that cabaret club, people should do that song more. That's a good honestly one. though. Yeah, it's like, like it is. And, and, like, you don't have that a lot these days, right? You don't no. have a lot of just, like, character songs. Like, it's almost it's almost like The Miller's Son uh, in uh, A Little Night Music, right? Oh, it's sure. Just, like, obviously, very different functions. Of course. Very but but diff- it is, like, it's, a, it's that, like, sort of standalone, let this guy, let this actor tell you a cool story at, through this song for yes. five minutes. Okay, yeah. cool. Moving on. Yes. Yeah. Um, and like, I would be, I'd, I'd probably be more frustrated with it if it just wasn't as good as it was. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I think it's, to, I do think it's to its strength that it happens early on too, because it yes. is like, it doesn't like bog down the, the end game of the musical. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I did see, and this like reminds me, there was a musical done here in Chicago a few years back. This is pre pandemic. Um, and I just won't name names for whatever sake, but it was uh, a rock musical, and it was like in the middle of the second act, pretty much a same sort of thing happened, where a side character who wasn't really involved, like, had a song, like a big sort of like, here's uh, here's who I am, and here's what I've been through, (laughs) and this is a song about that! Um, And it was like, okay... But we're in, like, the middle of Act 2, and I don't know who you are. And also, the song just isn't good enough to justify that. So, yeah, you It's like a commercial break cliffhanger or something. (laughs) Yes, exactly. For a musical. Um, Also, another sort of important addition to the stage show is you get uh, the mom is here. The the Billy's mom is him. She's a ghost hallucination thing. Sure. Well, she is yes. in one point in the movie too. Yes, but I think she is a she definitely is a stronger yeah, presence totally. in the stage. She sings. She sings yeah, the she letter. Sings. Yes. Um but then yeah, you get uh the angry dance, which ends uh Excellent. Act one. Just yeah. Uh, wonderful cool piece of music and like just really good singing. which and I'm, i mean i love that it lets I'll it just just lets the dance speak for itself what a fucking yes. idea in a musical about ballet yeah i know <laughs> you fucking kidding me <laughs> and it takes a cool moment from the movie like it pulls it directly from the movie you know he mm-hmm. does that in the like roof toilet or whatever that's that strange <laughs> <laughs> little spiral house however yeah. that works yeah um and again i don't know if elton john wrote that music i don't know if it was david chase who did the dance arrangements for the show uh, um yeah, maybe some say. magical mix of the two you know um but yeah and then Act two opens with Merry Christmas, Maggie Thatcher. Um, great. This a banger of a song. If there ever was one um, is what I got to say. It's just yeah. very fun. They hey, hey, they got puppets. They got puppets in this number. Maggie Thatcher puppets. They got a giant Maggie Thatcher puppet. And I was here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, I'll say a lot of these uh, act two songs Kinda, kinda didn't stick with me as much. Sure. Um, I mean, because if you've seen the movie, you kind of know it's like, well, there's only one one real direction that it could that it could go. Um, there, then, and so what? But what you do have is you have this uh, 
you have this switch where so we at the end of the show we don't see older Billy, but we do have this almost like parallel flash forward of him doing Swan like practicing Swan Lake in the Oh, in the yeah. empty in the empty gym hall, and then an older version of him shows up. It's like it's this cool yeah. thing where he's like in the original production at least he's spinning a chair on stage, and then like a spotlight comes up on like older Billy also spinning a chair. Yeah, and then they like they dance Swan Lake together, and they're on wires, and it's very magical. Yeah, that's and right. then yeah, I and forgot then da- that's how that stage. That's really yeah. cool. It's really beautiful. Be- yeah. Stephen Daldry, good director. Uh, yeah. For stage and screen, apparently. Um, then sort of same thing happened. Yeah, I mean, again, Lee Hall adapted it. Didn't really, uh, <laughs> didn't really change too much from his own screenplay. Uh, like obviously, like little little massages here and there. I mean, it's sure. it's tough because it's such a more dialogue-heavy show, the stage show, because of just that's the medium. Oh well, I guess that's the medium that they've wanted to wander into right i mean like with film you have you are i guess there's more of an expectation that you can have more silence you can have more stillness where like in the genre of musical theater book musical theater it's usually like you got to be talking or you got to be singing or you got to be dancing stillness is rarely rewarded and silence is rarely rewarded Yep. In musical theater. We'll talk about that a lot when we get to the band's visit episode, whenever the heck we do that. Sure. That is a musical that luxuriates in silences. I know nothing about that oh, show, except for that people like it. It's very good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so then we get to the dance. Uh, we don't really, we don't actually really see his audition, his cassette tape fucks up so he can't oh like, yeah he, yeah so we don't really see his audition he still beats up the kid um because <laughs> you gotta keep that beat in there um and then we get one of the more famous songs from the show um electricity yep good song we want to say it's a good song that's okay it's not my favorite <laughs> that's good. It's, it's what they did yeah. at the tonys it, it it is elton john sang it on the piano Whoa, I forgot about that. That opened the show. Wild. Yes. Um, what a guy. I saw him before. I saw his goodbye tour. I'm doing that in heavy quotes. Yeah, was that like 15 years ago, his goodbye <laughs> yeah, tour? Yeah. <laughs> it was like three years ago, but, you know, still. Um, and then, yeah, it essentially, it ends with, uh, again, the miners sadly going into the mines. Singing Stars Look Down Again. Yeah. It's, um, it's Very it's, cool big elevator trap door on stage yeah. uh, in, in both original productions, which is pretty Good. pretty cool way to, to end the show. It is also kind of interesting where he, instead, he gets the letter, and he's like, oh, I didn't get in. Uh, and then Tony pulls the letter out of the garbage, and he's like, oh, you fucking liar, you did get in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like, weird. It's kind it of like, like weird, okay. <laughs> like, jokey yeah. way to put the, uh, you know, like, denouement of the entire show into a joke is kind of strange. I know. Bizarre. Choice, but whatever. But then, yeah, and then he... Doesn't Tony have a good song, too? We skipped over that. Yeah, he has a song, like, he could be a star. He sings that with the dad. Yeah. That one's nice okay. Song. That yeah. one's fun. I remember really liking that performer when I saw it. Um, well, that was, you know who was it was on Broadway. It was Santino Fontana. You know Santino Fontana? Oh, my gosh. A great he was, name. Sounds like a uh, cheese. 
<laughs> yeah, he was Kristoff. Uh, no, not Kristoff. He was uh, I don't know, the evil guy in Frozen in the movie. Great. He he was uh, t- the he won the Tony for Tootsie. He was in Tootsie Ugh. recently. Oh yeah, well, speaking of another yeah. David Yazbek musical, we'll talk about at some point. Um, he's uh, he was a crazy ex-girlfriend for the first few seasons. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was just a poorly timed yawn. Although I don't, I've never watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, so it's maybe good. not so it's... poorly timed. Oh, it's no, it's a. Good... We should talk about who all the Billy Elliots were oh, because Brian, Brian. Don't you worry. Um, and the show the show ends with Billy leaving the theater and Michael watching him, and it's and it's a beautiful orchestral suite, and it made me cry. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So Billy's Billy's Elliot. Um, God, there was so in the original. I mean, where to even start? I know so, it's wild who it who it was. So I mean, in the original Broadway cast, let's start there. Okay, great. David Alvarez was one of them. And you know who David Alvarez is now? That, is that our boy? It's our boy Bernardo. Bernardo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good. And that was you. and he like didn't act from Billy Elliot until West Side Story. Essentially, much. He was like, no. I'm done. I'm gonna go be like a lawyer or something. No, he was a dancer with the American Ballet Theater. Yeah, I know. He just wasn't oh, okay. musicals. I'm just kidding. Yes, I know. Whatever. He um, went to be a ballet dancer. Just yeah, like Billy and Elliot. yeah, it's what the Billy and they what I think they just gave the Billy Elliots a special award in in London, the West End. No, they competed in the best leading actor category at the Tonys, they sure and did. they and they won. Yep. Who Wild. did they beat? Who did these three little yeah, twerps beat? Who did beat? these little dweebs beat? <laughs> uh, can you imagine? Like, yeah, I lost to three children. <laughs> <laughs> hey, three to one, three versus one. They were all just like in a trench coat, like accepting yeah. their award. Together. And the other one, yeah. So it was David Alvarez. It was Kirill Coolish. Um, who I guess yeah, he does TV and stuff now. He was in. He's a dancer. He was a dancer in 2016 with Dancing with the Stars. And then okay. the third one was Trent Kowalik, um, who, yeah, it doesn't really seem like he's done much acting since Billy Elliot. Um, but they beat Gavin Creel in Hair, J. Robert Spencer in Next to Norman. Next to Norman. Next to Next Norman. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next... Yeah. Wow. Wow. J. Robert That's Spencer. Awesome. J- you know keep it. Keep it in, in, oh, yeah. in keep it in Dublin. Uh J. Robert Spencer in Next to Normal. Constantine Maroulis in Rock of Ages, baby. And the maybe the person who I think should have won. Brian Darcy James for Shrek. Oh, sure. I think he's You know, won. I saw somebody on I saw somebody describe Shrek as the summer Grinch the other day, and I thought that ah! was really funny. <laughs> the summer Grinch? <laughs> yes. Summertime Grinch. <laughs> I wish I could remember who tweeted that, but it's very funny to me. It's not wrong. Um so yeah, so and then the original so we'll get into the one of the craziest Billies in just a second. Yeah. Yeah, the, the one. Liz Liam Mauer, James Lomas, and George McGuire were the original London cast, Billy Elliot's. Um, but then, uh, yeah, I mean, so obviously the most notable Billy Elliot in the West End was a little, little, little kid named Tom Holland. 
Yeah, also known yeah. as Peter Parker. Yeah, Tom Holland, uh, what is apparently like one one of the biggest stars in the world today, just by default, I suppose. I guess. Like, like between this, even and though he's very short. He's very short. He's in this, and, and yet he's larger in, uh, than life. I well, you listen. That's how it works these days. Um, like between the Spider-Man movies and Uncharted, which I, I'm, I, you cannot convince me that that's an actual movie. Um, like I refuse to acknowledge that. It's a wild thing that movie because Uncharted games were like yes. created and billed as video game movie, or I'm um, sorry, movie video games. Sure, it's a lot of quick time events. It's not like I mean, it's it's you like. You kind of watch uh, them as much as you play them, yeah. Um, and now, like, well, let's make a movie of that. Like, okay, cool. Are you gonna? It's like, <laughs> is there gonna be like a slow motion thing and an A button pops up on the screen to tap? Like, you just have to tap the A button really quick. I don't know. It's a nerdy video game joke for you. <laughs> I'm um, sure someone will like it. Sure, maybe. I think so. I think so. But yeah, so and like. He just he's doing the same shtick over and over again in these movies where he's essentially he's just playing Marty McFly in every movie that he's yeah. in. And he's listen, he's good at it. He's a good Peter Parker. The movies themselves I I refuse to comment on um, just for the sake of my brain. But uh, I just the, and for me the most ironic thing in quotes is that I think he should do a musical. I would he, love for him to. He's, he's clearly got the chops. Like, yeah, do it, he's, dude. He's Let's clearly go. got the chops. Like, if you had a Tom Holland, Channing Tatum movie musical. Oh, my God. Like, that's a bond, but like, and, and Channing. Going to, it's going to make so much money. Channing Tatum, like, Channing Tatum has two movies that are like, like roaring up the box office right now, like unironically, like the Lost City and his movie Dog, <laughs> like Dog, the funniest like, named movie in quite a while. Dog. A movie do Dog. <laughs> dog. What's, the, what's the movie? What's the movie about? Dog. A dog. <laughs> sure, man. Like somebody was like, "Yep, good." Kunk. It was like just the working title, and they're like, "Nah, let's keep it." That's wild. Dog, dog. Yeah, you've got. It's funny because but like, like, Lost, but Lost, like that. Yeah, yeah. dog Lost like City quietly exists. made sixty million dollars. Like it's yeah, it's a conservative movie. Essentially, yes, but like there's also, that's, but there's a dog in it. So sure. yes, but like Channing, I'm just saying, like Channing Tatum, like people will see a movie that has Channing Tatum. In it. Oh, I'm seeing Magic Mike 3 or whatever it's called. Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh, that's Excuse what Excuse me. Well, Thandie uh, Newton had her last dance already. <laughs> oh, boy. I saw yeah, that yeah, news yeah. getting kicked off of that movie. Wait, did she? What happened? Yeah. It's unclear, but they like got into and uh, her and Channing Tatum got into a big argument on oh, set. No. And she walked off and he was like, all right, well, goodbye. Because he's the executive <gasps> producer also, you know. Ooh, and I saw a thing yesterday that says that she's she might be checking into rehab. So it's unclear. What's, oh, what's oh, going uh, on there? Love her uh, as a performer and stuff. Yeah. So I hope everything's well, okay. I hope everything's okay, too. But Tom Holland, Channing Tatum, make a musical. Make together. a musical. It'd be so Good. <laughs> what would they do? What if they just did Mame? 
They just sure. play the two women. That'd be great. I'm fine with that. I, I, they can do whatever they want. I just think it would. Be, I just, I, it would I make just, so much money. I think Tom Holland just cannot just continue to be like an action star. Like no. it's just it's that's ridiculous. No, and like it's it, that's no. Just no, just no. Just no. Billy Elliot, the musical, um, was the big winner at the Tony Awards oh, yeah. that year. Um, I'm just uh, looking this up. So yeah, it won Best Musical, Lee Hall won Best Book, Stephen Daldry won Director, it won Choreography, Orchestration, Scenic Design, Lighting Design, Sound Design. Gregory Jabara, who played the dad, won Featured Actor in a Musical. Of course, these three little twerps won Leading Actor in a Musical. Um... Both uh, Hayden Gwynn, who played Mrs. Wilkinson, and Carol Shelley, who played the grandmother, were nominated for Supporting Actress. Um, And then David Baloney, who played Michael. I was like, who the hell did David Baloney play? (laughs) Is that not Bologna? It's it's probably Bologna. It's spelled... It is David Baloney. Like, Davy Baloney. That's that's what he should go by. That's a good I know. stage name, actually. I, he's probably he, I'm sure he's a lovely young man. I'm sorry that I'm mispronouncing your name. It's spelled like <laughs> I, how did, you I spell. mispronounced Ms. Newton's name wrong. It's so. fair. It's how you spell uh baloney. Deli but meat. it's it's probably Bologna. Um but famously, if you will, um Lee Hall and Elton John did not win the Tony Award for Best Original Score that year because it went to Next to normal. Next to Norman. Next to and my favorite musical, Next to Norman. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, I think Billy Elliot, the movie, rules. It rips. It's on HBO Max as of very this good. Re- as of this recording. Go um, watch it and cry. Go watch it and cry. Like it is, you can even do it while you it'll still make you cry while you're answering emails at work if you watch it on your <laughs> other monitor like I did. <laughs> <laughs> um good to know. Um no that's fair. that powerful. It's it's a very good movie. And the musical I think is is good and it has shining moments and it's uh a tearjerker at times. What a world we'd live in if we had Billy Elliot the ballet. Where where I think I know a, a muse a Billy Elliot stage show that relied just a little more on dance as an a image. storytelling yeah. an image as a storytelling tool. Yeah. I think could have just could have been even more powerful yeah. and even more impactful. And, I, and again, it's just, you know, we're talking about this all the time about like the medium is the message and like, what is, yeah. what is the story you're telling? And this is a story about dance. And so I kind of wish they just had explored that a little bit. More. Well, and what's wild is that as compared to most musicals, this does, this has a lot of it. Like there's two sequels. Yeah, there's for two. Sure. Well, I guess electricity has, is part of electricity is, is uh, yeah, dance the, through the back half. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, but I mean the angry dance and the Swan Lake sequence are, yeah. like, that doesn't happen very often in musicals anymore. I mean, like for I sure. think of like chorus line and I mean, obviously cats, but that's very different. Yeah, um, West Side Story, obviously. Yeah, has, yeah, West Side Story. Yeah. Oklahoma's got a dream ballet. Um, but those are all old. And Billy yeah. Elliot came out like un- less than 20 years ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Um, you can do it more. You can do it more, folks. You can do it more, folks. Tr- yeah, tr- trust the medium. Trust the methods of storytelling you have. You don't, it's not all cut and dry. Play around. Um, now, Bran, you said that you 
wanted to end. I got a segment, so you got um, a segment. because since, yeah, we, we have we have we're no not going to talk about. Yeah. We have no guests. We're not going to tell people what our musicals that we want to make, our movies that we don't turn into musicals are anymore. We've done two a piece, and that's enough. <laughs> um, so I have a I have a little quiz segment for you, oh, Ben. That's called boy. The theme with this uh, this particular movie and uh, musical. Uh, it's called Margaret Thatcher or Movie Villain. Ooh. Um, so I'm going to read you a quote. <laughs> And you have to tell me whether it was Margaret Thatcher or a movie villain. And if it is a movie villain, if you can tell me the uh, the villain or sure. the the movie, the movie it's from, sure. that's uh, oh, that would be love great. This. You're not competing okay. against anybody because it's just the two of us. But if you win, yeah. you get a Tony Award. Oh, thank um, goodness. <laughs> I've okay. Wanted one. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Margaret Thatcher. Or movie villain. I feel like Billy, El- or not Billy Elliot, Billy um, Eichner right now. Billy on the street. Ha! This feels like a very Billy Eichner quiz. Oh uh, okay. Uh, we'll start with an, we'll start with a gimme uh, for you. So Margaret Thatcher or movie villain. Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Uh... <laughs> Of course, um, it's not Margaret Thatcher. That's, of course, uh, our good friend Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars Episode Three: uh, yes. Revenge of the Sith. Yes, he's uh, he's he's still a, he's Darth Sidious at that point because he hasn't completely complete he completed his coup. But yes, yes, we'll give you that yes. one. Okay, cool. That's uh, that's one <laughs> one one quarter of a Tony Award so far. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, um, uh, maybe this one's a little harder. If I lose my temper, you lose your head. If I lose my... T- oh, that's... See, that's tough, because that sounds like a very British thing for a person to say. But of course, there have been many British... If if I lose my temper, you'll lose your head? Correct. I'm going to say that Margaret Thatcher said that. You know, it wouldn't... I wouldn't be that surprised, but that was actually the Queen of Hearts and Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> also British. <laughs> evil British lady, so, you know. You know what? I can make you an argument that they're the same <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, was, if it was if it was uh, thirty years later, then yeah. Um, okay, here's a good one. Um, here's here's a here's a good one. Nobody would remember the Good Samaritan if he only had good intentions. He had money as well. That that has to be Maggie Thatcher. Yes, that's Maggie yes, Thatcher. That's hell Maggie yeah. Thatcher. God. Um, all right, here's an, here's another gimme. But I just want to say it because uh, children who need to be taught to respect traditional moral values are now being taught that they have an inalienable right to be gay. <laughs> I was like, is that like Jordan Peterson? <laughs> like, yeah, who is for that? real. No. <laughs> but that, that's not Maggie Thatcher. I, but that is Maggie Thatcher. That is Maggie Thatcher. That's Maggie Thatcher. Wow. <laughs> that's, like, that sounds 19... like. 85 or something. That sounds like something like that. that like that sounds like some Tucker Carlson would I know, say it like sounds like yesterday. I know, I know. She was ahead of the curve, that Maggie Thatcher. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> uh you poor simple okay, I got two left. I got two left. Okay. Uh, okay. You poor simple fools thinking you could defeat me, me, the mistress of all evil. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna take a stab in the dark. And say that that quote is from the film Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Yeah, well, it's from Sleeping Beauty, but Maleficent oh, did sure. say it. Yes, okay. I think that's that lines where they got the title gotcha. for okay. for the film. Uh, all right, all right. Last one, last one. 
There is no such thing as society. <laughs> well, of course, the most wonderful politician in the world, Maggie Thatcher, I think said that. Uh, the Joker said that, but he was, <laughs> but he was quoting Maggie Thatcher, who oh, did say that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> trick question there at the uh, end. Yeah. That's yeah. kind. Well, wild. The There's no such thing as society. What a thing for the uh, prime minister of a society to say. Wait, which Joker quoted? <laughs> uh, I think I think it's in. Um, I think he says it like as a throwaway line. I, I should have wrote down which Joker it was, but I definitely saw it. It might have been the animated series, actually. Gotcha. It's so, like to say something about someone's legacy. If a if a clown villain <laughs> is quoting you, I can't imagine that you're on the right side of history. Is all I don't I'm know gonna if say. The, I don't know if whatever screenwriter wrote that particular Joker even realized that they were quoting <laughs> Maggie, Maggie Thatcher, Thatcher, but it's really funny. There is no such thing as society. What a thing to say. Ooh, the antithesis of we live in a society, you know? We do live in a society. Well, that was uh, Maggie Thatcher, a movie villain. You got a Tony Award, Ben. Thank you so much. I can't wait. You should you should find some more fun mini games to bring yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Any, any more than non-guests one, I'll try to come up with a, 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 <laughs> some segment at the end. Um, well, that's our episode on Billy Elliot. Um... Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Brand Moorhead, as always, for producing and editing this show. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. I want to thank Emily Harrington for our artwork. I want to thank M. Modaf and Josh Stanley for our kick-ass theme song. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Movie the Musical. And you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash musical, where not only can you support this independent podcast, but you can get some sweet bonus content. We are covering the films of Andrew Lloyd Webber right now over there. We've just released our Evita episode on the uh, Alan Parker Madonna starring Evita film from the 90s. Um, and coming up, we'll be talking about... Uh, the made-for-TV Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcode film. We'll be talking about the Joel Schumacher Phantom of the Opera film, and we'll be closing out that series, of course, with the Tom Hooper Cats film. Um, kind of what we've been building towards uh, this whole damn time. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Uh, keep on singing. And hey, most importantly, keep on dancing. <laughs>